Welcome to the Wholesome Woman podcast series as presented by the Abigail Code. This is where we discuss how women handle challenging seasons in their lives, for instance, in their marriages or relationships. My name is Ife Freeman and I'm the host of this podcast series. Join me as we discuss real-life issues in relation to marriage and relationships and the solutions to them. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me once again on the Wholesome Woman podcast series. I am so excited today, I must say, because this is my sixth episode. It's actually mid-season for me, you know, Um, because... My intention is that we're going to air 12 episodes first. We're going to release 12 episodes. And afterwards, we would go mid-season. We'll take a break. Not mid-season. We'll take a break. Basically that. So this is really the middle of the season for the Wholesome Woman podcast series. And I am really celebrating myself um, for this feat. I also want to celebrate those who consistently plug in, those who consistently listen, and those who consistently send me feedback at Life with Ife on Instagram, and also those who have got my personal details and they send me um, a WhatsApp message to just tell me how much they are gleaning from this. Um, I am so grateful. Thanks for the support. Thanks for keeping with me and staying with me through this journey so yep today we are taking a little detour it's not really a detour really we are still talking about conflict management but in a different light we are actually looking at how you should behave how we should behave when we are in a conflict so now this brings me for uh, this brings me to the topic for today for this episode this is episode six and the topic is It's a hurricane, but I'm at peace. You know what a hurricane is? This is when it's super windy, like it's over 100 kilometers per hour. The winds, you can hear the winds. It's howling. You know, things are being lifted outside and things like that. However, you are just at peace. The first time I experienced a hurricane, or should I say high winds here in Perth, I remember being so scared because I could hear the winds. This wasn't like where I was from. And I kept thinking, okay, I hope what I usually watch in the movies, although in the movies, what I'd, what I'd seen was a tornado, basically not the hurricane. What I've seen in movies, like cars being lifted and things like that, um, I hope it's not going to happen. Yes, I have a very active imagination. That's one thing I have been blessed with. I can imagine a lot. So, you know, I just kept thinking about that and I recalled being so scared um, because it was the first time I was going to be in that particular, in that storm. It was the very first time. But I realized that those who had gone through it, my brother-in-law's friends and everyone, they just seemed calm. Like, you know what? What? Yeah, this is just the way of life. I'm not sure why she's scared. And, you know, things like that. Although I didn't mention it, I was scared. But I was really freaking out. Like, what's going on? Why can I hear the wind this loudly? (laughs) And um, sometimes in our marriage, isn't it interesting that you see that it seems like it's a hurricane and this is metaphorically speaking, you feel like you are in this marriage and there are heavy winds, loud winds, and it's a storm, you understand? And you are getting to that point where you are scared. You are getting to that point where you are disturbed. You are wondering, is this really going to survive the wind? Is this going to, is this shelter strong enough? This marriage, can it really withstand this storm? But I want to tell you where I actually got this topic from, it's actually coined from 
when Jesus was sleeping in the boat during a storm. You know, because recently I recalled putting it on Instagram that, you know, you could be going through a storm in your marriage because what was impressed strongly on my in my spirit then was, you know what, you could be going through a storm and you can be calm. You can actually be like Jesus because, you know what, I've got the same DNA that Jesus has got. I am the child of God. You understand? I possess those traits. So I can actually be calm in the storm. But you know that goes against every physical and worldly thing that we think about. It goes against how we feel because the natural me my body actually wants to be worried because we are in a storm in the marriage. I actually want to be worried. I actually want to process and overthink about where is this marriage going to? How come we keep going through the same issue over and over again? Where do, why do we get to this point and we always hit a storm? And it seems like the storm isn't coming. It isn't coming down. You understand? It's not. The winds aren't reducing. In fact, I can see people being blown off outside. People being carried away by the winds. However, we are still here. We are weathering the storm. Am I meant to be worried? Am I meant to sleep, you know, stay up at night and not think of anything aside from the storm and the arguments that we are going through? No, because Christ was at peace in the boat during this time and you know what he's actually with you in this marriage you know so in mark chapter 4 these disciples look at this the disciples are thrown all their bags and baggage into the ocean <laughs> imagine the confusion you know that would have been occurring then in the boat or in the ship i'm assuming it's a boat you understand so if it's a boat it's actually smaller than a ship so you should expect that jesus should feel it right as there are strong winds and there are people screaming because i can imagine that they would have been screaming and trying to throw things off just so that they can stay afloat basically that they were using the wisdom of men because it's the wisdom of man that tells you you need to throw away some things in order for you not to sink in order for the boat not to capsize during the storm you understand however christ was there right there in their boat and he was sleeping water was getting into the boat just try and imagine this whilst all this was going on he was asleep maybe some water even got on him Alas, he was asleep. He was at peace. Let that sink in. You know? And I want you to understand this. You are a child of God. You are unfaced by the storms of life or the storm in your marriage. You are unfaced by it. It's not that you are covering it up, but you know what? You have the peace that surpasses all human understanding because the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, that we should be careful for nothing. We should be anxious for nothing in everything with prayer and supplication unto God. With thanksgiving, we should make our request known unto God. And verse 7 goes ahead to say, and the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding. This means that that peace that God gives you, human beings can't understand it. They are looking at you and they are wondering why you are at peace. They can see that things are going wrong. There are times that the storms in a marriage does not just sit within the marriage. The whole world, or we feel that the whole world knows about it you get for instance let's give a case in scenario let's say a guy the guy or the wife cheats one of them cheats and the news has gone around everyone is actually looking when you go for a function everyone is looking at the woman or the man to see their reaction to see how they act towards each other are they cordial oh they are cordial she actually still looks like she's at peace wow if i was the one that such a thing was happening to i wouldn't feel this way you know what we act that way because we are different 
We have the peace of God that acts as an umpire on our hearts, over our hearts. It acts like a goalkeeper. It's preventing those things that can contaminate us from coming in. So you know what? Because Christ is in my boat, I can't sleep. I can't choose to stay calm. Or better still, I exhibit the characteristics of my father. So you know what? I've got his characteristics. So because he was calm in the storm, I am calm in the storm because I am holding on to that scripture that he has given me. Okay? And I also want to dig further down into the disciples throwing their baggages, you know, throwing things into the, you know, they were, they were hyperventilating, let me use that word, during the storm to prevent the boat from capsizing. Fancy choosing to go with all the advice you've read online or listened to from friends who are ungodly. Some are even godly. You've heard some advice for, from them. Fancy if you have to go with the wisdom of men as opposed to what God has told you. Now, I'm going to give you this example. There was a time I was going through a challenging marriage. And I don't know, I'm naturally the kind of person that if you are close to me at any point, I tend to spill. I, I, I tend to just talk, you understand, and say, this is what, as much as I'm an introvert, those that I trust, I tend to talk to them. And I recall speaking to someone and the person just said, wow, I really don't know how you are keeping it all together. I really think you should just move out and separate, you know, because this isn't good for your mental health. Wow. Classic, isn't it? You know, move out because this isn't good for your mental health. <laughs> Oh, but, you know, we, we, we usually receive different kinds of advice. And I'm sure if you go through your heart or your mind right now, you would see some advice that you've actually taken that were actually the wisdom of men. That wasn't what God was telling you to do right there, you know, right there. But here I am today. I was advised to separate and we are still standing, myself and my husband. <laughs> we are still together. Another person told me, just keep apologizing, you know, things will get better. Another person told me specifically, you know what, uh, all you just need to do is to pray. You don't need to take actions. That in itself was not the right advice for me at that point. And I'm going to go ahead to look at Joshua chapter 6, when the Israelites were in a fight with Jericho. You know, God told them to march around the city. Or should I say God had told them previously that this land, that I'm going to give you the land flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to do this. He had lots of promises. And for some of you, you have lots of promises in relation to your marriage. You actually got that word from God. Or even afterwards, you have this strong conviction that this is where I'm meant to be. Well, even if you do not have this strong conviction, you are married right now. And the Bible says that God actually hates divorce. So you are right here. You pick or hold up hold on to the scripture cry out to god and ask for that strong that scripture that serves as your anchor you understand when the storms are blowing so i'm now going back again because i took a detour to joshua chapter 6 the israelites were they had told them they already had the promise that they were going to take over that land right and they got to jericho jericho had high walls and things like that and god told them to do what told them to march around the city for six days Wait, let, let, let's, let's focus on the marching around silent for six days around the wall of the city. Imagine those people in Jericho already knew they were going to fight against them. They were looking out from their windows and seeing these men just walking around the city every day. Ah, does that look logical? Is this how, does that sound like the right way to actually engage in battle? 
definitely not. It's not. <laughs> or really, think about it. Is it the right way? No. Imagine people looking out and then jeering and making fun of them. What, what are you guys? What do you think you are doing? What do, you, do you really think that walking around here would, would let us open our gates up to you? Do you really think you had better think of a creative way that you are going to get, um, get ahead? Or should I say get into the walls of our, our strong defense, the defense we've built up to prevent enemies from coming in? And you know what? We have a history of people coming and not being able to go through the wall. Do you get this? And this is me just, you know, overthinking and, you know, tr thinking about it. It wasn't specifically written in the Bible that way. But, you know, that, that could actually happen. Imagine looking out and seeing a group of people that you already knew were coming to take over, that they were marching around your wall. Ah, uh, of course, you're going to make fun of them because you believe that the wall is very strong. Alas, they, they, God had given them the battle already. He had won the battle. So they followed the instructions. You know, they marched along. Now, what this tells me is that there are things God will tell you to do in your marriage in order to win the battle that will seem like foolishness to men. The wisdom of God sometimes is foolishness to men because they cannot just fathom, fathom it with their natural minds. And that's what you need for challenging marriages. You need the wisdom of God. You know, so that you can step into, you just need to be able to step into it, believing that this is God's instruction. And you know what? Even if it looks stupid to this person that I'm doing this, I am going to do it because that's what God has told me to do. And I'm going to um, give this story regarding an instruction that I got from God. This was probably two or three or four years ago. can't remember specifically. But at that point, I was at this stage where I was really bitter about my marriage. I really felt like i just felt i felt disappointed in a lot of things i felt i felt down i couldn't look at the marriage without complaining now i didn't complain to my husband in it would have felt like there was peace like wow super peace because if i was not even talking and discussing it with him but i knew the state and the condition of my heart and i recalled god god specifically giving me the instruction that i should send a text to him daily telling him how much I loved him. And I remembered my first question was, wow, what if he does not respond? He naturally does not respond to texts. I will feel rejected. <laughs> you know, wow, what if this happens? Wow, what if that happens? I had all my what ifs. But you know what? He came back. What God did then was at that point, when I started sending him the text, I told him he was not under any obligations to reply. Please feel free not to reply. You know, that. It's, this is actually meant for me. It's not meant for you. You get. So I was doing it um, for myself because this was an instruction that I got expressly and I knew I needed to do it. I needed to action it. So I remember the first day I sent the first text. The next day I kept thinking, oh dear God, what can I write now? You know, <laughs> but you know, as I kept doing it and I kept pressing in and I kept thinking deeply because sometimes that what that did for me was it shifted my focus. I had focused so much on what was not going right and I failed to see that this was actually going right in my marriage. Do you get? This was going right and those were the things I looked at and it helped me to appreciate him and it really did open up my heart more to him. That was what he did. It opened my, up my heart. It changed me. Within the storm, I was changed. 
And guess what? He did respond to every single text. <laughs> and my husband, those that are actually his good friends, to know that he's not much of a text message responder. If that's a word you can actually coin for him, he rarely responds to messages, but he actually responded to every single message at that point. Okay? So, me telling my husband that I loved him for seven days and the reasons why was what God wanted me to do. At that point, if I told any friend that this was what I was doing, they would have seen it as silly because they would have said, but you've said this, 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 and that is what's occurring in your marriage. Do you get? So yeah, do stick with me because sometimes these instructions might look like foolishness to men, but once you are resolute and you know that this is what God wants me to do, my flesh does not want to do it, but this is what God wants me to do. I jump into it full on, you know? Now, stick, stick with me again in relation to battles, especially the battles of the Israelites. I would encourage you to read the book of Joshua and look at the different ways that they actually battled. You understand? You know, how they, the strategies they deployed for each country or should I say each place that they had to fight against because they had different strategies from God. So that tells you that it's not one size that fits all, you know. So, for instance, if we go to chapter 7, you'd see that they utilize the wisdom of men because they sent spies to AI. And those spies came back and said, hi, Joshua. Oh, that's just such a small city. Sincerely, I really do not think you should belabor the whole army. Just send two to 3,000 men. Alas, Joshua sent 3,000 men and they were defeated. And then when Joshua went back to God crying, he realized or God told him, hello, hello. Someone here has sinned. Someone here has gone against what I have told them to do. You know? So when they found out who the person was, Achan or Achan or whatever his name was, after he had been killed and destroyed, notice this. Notice God's instruction to Joshua in chapter 8. He told him, take the whole army with you. For that small AI that the spies had said, you don't need the whole army. God tells them, take the whole army. The wisdom of God is foolishness to men. <laughs> if there's anything that you need to take out of here today, always remember the wisdom of God is foolishness to men. Because that's what occurred. It was foolishness to them. You know? And the whole army went, God had given them the land. He told them, he gave them the strategy again, the blueprint of how to take over. And then they just went and took over. So basically... You would have different challenges. You might even have a similar challenge. And what you are, you are actually meant to do for one challenge is different from what you are meant to do in the other one. Stay connected to God. Read the word. When God speaks to you through your inner man, when he drops that thing that you should do it, no matter how challenging that it seems, you understand, no matter how much it seems to be battling with your physical, you understand, with your mind, with your head, your head is telling you, oh, why would you apologize? You know, especially if it tells you to go apologize or it tells you to do certain things and you are battling with your head. Note that that's what God wants you to do and do it. Okay? Note that it is God's instruction and God's instruction is foolishness to men. Now, I'm going to say the last thing about this. We are going to look at, you know, if, we, if you look at the Israelites when they crossed the Red Sea. Okay? God told Moses to stretch forth his staff, Right? And it was in the stretching forth of the staff that the sea got divided. However, when they came with Joshua to River Jordan, right? What did God tell them? 
those with the ark should step into the waters. It looks like the same scenario. It's a river. It's water. Why can't Joshua stretch the staff of Aaron, Aaron or of Moses to get the water to part? Because what God wanted from them was that particular obedience. You understand? He gave them the specific blueprint for the battle they are in. You would receive a specific blueprint for every challenge you go through in your marriage and even in life with relationships. You need to be able to implement that blueprint. You need to understand that you are a child of the Father. Even if there is a storm, you do not battle like the people of the world do. There are definitely some good advice and God can actually point you to that advice to actually do it. You understand? To implement that particular advice. However, it's more like God has given me this step. And I know I might sound like I'm really going over your head, but I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to break this down to you in a further way that you understand as it applies to your marriage. You understand that you can actually be at peace. I don't need to run elter-skelter because things, because it seems like, wow, we are in trouble we are not even in trouble, right? We are arguing consistently. It seems like there's a storm. It seems like something has been introduced in this marriage that I never bargained for. Go back to God for wisdom. Go back to God for wisdom. Go back to him. You can speak to your spiritual fathers or your mentors. At the same time, understand that it is God's will to communicate with you and he will communicate with you the exact plan. So yeah, this brings me to the end of the episode today. I'd like you to join me again same time next week. But however, we will be taking our affirmations today before I actually wrap it up. <laughs> Imagine I was about wrapping it up without the affirmations. The affirmations are actually ve a very important part when you're in a challenging marriage because you are stating things, you are calling things that are not as though they were. You are being like a child of your father who says, let there be light when there is darkness and then there is light. So you are actually instituting things in life. Do not take affirmations um, lightly. So take them seriously. So today we are going to affirm, I'm going to say, I declare I am a child of my father. I have the peace that surpasses all human understanding. I have peace even in this storm. I've received the blueprint for my marriage. I've received the steps to execute in my marriage. I execute those steps and I know that there is peace in my marriage. I declare and I know for a fact that Jesus is with me in the boat. Even when I feel all alone, he is with me in this boat and he would calm this storm. This storm has been calmed. I declare and I say, like the Bible says, that I should speak unto this mountain and say, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. So I speak to this storm and I say, be calm, be still, be still. And I declare that the peace that surpasses human understanding keeps my mind with Christ alone. Thank you so much once again for joining me. Share this podcast with your friends, with um, you know people that you know actually need it. Do share it with them. Let's you know spread the word. Let's not just keep it with ourselves. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to send me an email on Life with Ife blog 
at gmail.com or you can contact me on social media that's at life with Ife. that's my instagram handle or if you've got my personal details you can contact me on whatsapp once again thank you for joining me for this episode see you again next time next week same time see ya bye